Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where Bob and Derek have beards, talk booze, and drink books. Something like that. All right. As always, I am Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. And making her triumphant and glorious return, I'm creative consultant, Tanya. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hello. Uh-huh. Hello. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, it's great to be back. <laughs> so for those who aren't intimately involved in the making of this podcast, Derek didn't know that Tanya was coming back. <laughs> sneaky sneaky i've been so nervous i've been sitting here in the room listening to y'all jaw jack and like my heart's been pounding this whole time because sneaky surprise yeah I mean, it's it's just us <laughs> um but it's me uh, okay uh, uh. yeah i i to so that we could have her in the zoom call and derek not immediately know i had her set my cell phone number to be her name and just tell derek oh yeah i'm just I'm also recording on my phone like, as a backup. Like, what was the point in all that? You know, like just fucking show up. Like, I'd have been like, oh look, there's, no, what Derek, is that? no, what, Derek, we have to surprise no. you. I mean, no, whatever. You're, you're excited, you know it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not. It's not that I'm not. I'm just like, did we have to do this? We couldn't. Yes. Could you, you didn't have to lot. You could have been like, don't even worry about that. That's just, I don't know why it's looking like that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, Derek, it's the elaborateness of the lie that makes it. I don't know that it is. We've got to have lots of moving parts so that possible you, you, for failure. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So that you can ask questions that I'm not prepared for and then mess it all up. Okay. Well, it worked fair enough. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. So, yeah. So, all right, everyone, we're back. The, the, the dynamic trio, we are reunited. Um, we're all, we're all. So first let's address this. Um, since the end of season three, to this point, it's kind of been a conclusive, a confusing clusterfuck on this podcast. Okay, uh, but that's just been life. Okay, this is okay. true, but it's a lot of starting, a lot of stopping, a lot of a year off, episode six months <laughs> off, two episodes, three months off, two episodes. Like it's, it's. I can understand if you have not stuck with us through this <laughs> podcasting in the time of Rona. Yeah, so. Um, what's probably going to happen is since the, in, the most of the episodes between the end of season three and now are probably going to get archived much in the same <laughs> way that seasons one and two were archived. Um, and then we're going to get a, we're going to get a fresh start on um, this. We'll call this season uh, like 4.87, I guess. Cause it's like the umpteenth <laughs> try for season well, I'm, four. I'm going to need you to pick an actual number. It can be as asinine as you want, but I'm going to call it that. So just be aware that that's okay. what it is. All right. Um, we'll, we'll, this is the we'll, beginning of books, beards, booze, redux. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that's, not a, that's beard- not an obscure number. I don't know. No, it, it's oh. books, beards, booze back on our bullshit. There you oh go. My God. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh God. All right. So yeah. And I think, you know, not, not to just, cause we're going to spend the next forever of this podcast, just tearing down creative consultant Tanya at, at every chance, but um, I would expect for, no less for this one narrow window. I am going to say that I think part of why we struggled with coming back was a little bit of the magic had been lost. Like we Aww. had a really good thing going in season three. And then when it was just me and Derek, that was fine. Um, 
it, you know, we're we're amazing. So I mean, well, the, the, the issue is, is like, what are we going to do when I'm right and Bob's wrong? Like, we need something else to do. So we need Tanya there to mm. like kind of be, mm. you know, the voice of reason. I hear you. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just like you need to soften the blow by. Okay, I don't know how you soften the blow. You're actually usually worse on Bob than I am in a lot of ways. So, <laughs> well, and, and anyone, and usually she's the most wrong, you know. Oh, that's um, right. That's how she softens the blow. She makes you yeah, yes. she's even Got more it. wrong than I, than I am. <laughs> I'm so, happy to play scapegoat, and also, say, yeah. you know, you're just wrong in a best. different way. It's fine. It's fine. Uh-oh. It's different yeah. types of wrong. But hey, so I had this thought while I was in, I was in the secret contract negotiations with bringing Tanya back, you know, um, because we are doing this on the virtual web and all that, you know, we might could uh, get, uh, you know, brand ambassador Ryan to pop on for an episode, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean there's, it, this opens up a lot of possibilities. The, so, so the okay. only problem I have with that is I don't have a sound converter that will turn the sound waves Upside right down, side up. yeah, yeah. His, his yeah. sound waves would be upside down. I got to convert them to right side up, and I don't. How do I don't you know record do the that. future? He's in the future. How do you oh, record the future? Ooh. This is also right. Mm. Upside down and from the future. Oof. Look with the tech, com- the technology that's out there now. I'm sure we can figure it out. We'll just we'll just search on it and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Start start reading more sci-fi, less fantasy. That way we can get. <laughs> no, no, no. We just keep, keep doing with them. We just keep doing fantasy and like, yeah, it's magic. It's working for magic. Magic's doing it. Well, so now my only regret is so in prep for this, I was like, I want to, you know, it's been a while since I've gone back and listened to some of our some of our stuff, and uh, I listened to the episode where uh, we talked about Blood Meridian, which was the book he recommended <laughs> and that you two <laughs> just hated so <laughs> much. Yeah, um, so much horse death. <laughs> it would have been fun to have him on uh, to to justify why he made us read that. Um, which Ryan, I still liked it, so you, you still peaches in my book. But you two uh, could have gotten some justification there. <laughs> so, um, explain but yeah, yourself, so, right? So yeah, so that's you know that opens up some opportunities. You know, super fan Bud. You know, we could bring him on for an episode yes. or two. Um, so uh, you know, it, it gives us some some opportunities here that we will play with in the future. Um, but I think, I think moving forward, uh, I think we're going to, we're going to try to do, we're going to try, but no promises, uh, bi-weekly episodes. So we'll just record two or three at a go and then space them out in the coming weeks and then get back together on the webs and do it again. So, um, now every time I've promised that, like the past, like eight episodes, it's gone horribly <laughs> awry. So just, you know, in, in my defense, it's never my fault. This is true. This is true. It it is one hundred percent always my fault because <laughs> I. It is no. It just is, uh, and I will own that because I'm. Well, you got shit to do. I'm just like I, well, yeah, you know. Okay, I'm, you I'm just like <laughs> stupid busy. I keep doing stuff. Um, and How dare it, you? Well, Thanks. you know, gross. Uh, you got to you got to talk to yourself about that and be like, look, self, I need to <laughs> chill the fuck out a little bit. Uh, let's kind of reel it in. Yeah, it'd be like that though. Like, it does extroverted tanya be making plans for introverted tanya that i do not want to show up for Oof. she needs yeah. to Oof. she needs to chill yeah no feel that so let's let's do a, a real brief catch up um because yeah. there's every chance in the world that this is going to be the episode that people hear first after the end of season Fair. um Fair. three um so uh we're all state workers now oh Yay. yeah 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 working for the man working for the Get- for the for the government 
all them holidays. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, we are actually recording this on a holiday. Very, on a holiday. Because uh, yeah. spoiler, we're all off on a Monday, which yeah. uh that's like every other Monday here lately. It seems I was about like. to say, I think we have had three of the past five Mondays off. Yeah. Something like we that. Have. I, three yeah. no, three of the past four. We had Memorial Day, uh Jefferson Eighth. Davis birthday, and Juneteenth. Yeah. <laughs> so which is I a real it. which is uh if you think about it, Jeff Davis' birthday and Juneteenth are oh, kind makes, of polar opposite holidays. But yeah, it makes perfect sense. It balances out. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> you know, in the state of Alabama eyes, it makes perfect sense. And it gives me a Monday off, so I'm not gonna argue. So um, I was about to say, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yuck this yum for anybody. So um yeah, but yeah uh we're all we're all uh state workers. Uh Tanya moved off away from the Montgomery area because she hates um, culture, I guess. Traffic and no. Oh, my God. Montgomery's culture. Yes. <laughs> no, I I hate, um, you know, an hour plus long commute. In which Northern you're traffic. you're in the you're in like the Birmingham area now, yeah. which yeah. fuck that traffic. Eh, um, it's not it's not so bad with a flexible start time for work. Like basically yeah. I can show up anytime within a two hour window and not be late. So Mm. fuck that traffic no one cares yeah no i uh just drove up there for uh uh alabama comic con yeah and uh caught it just like weirdly perfect you know normally it turns to bullshit around alabaster but which is where i live yeah for for whatever (laughs) reason um caught it just right didn't really get gummed up in traffic until i got to bjcc uh, where mm. this was and guess what it was alabama comic con and uh garth brooks oh had a concert yeah uh, you want to talk about two polar opposite crowds <laughs> a lot imagine, of traffic imagine a thousand people dressed up in demon slayer cosplays in amongst like twenty thousand folks in cowboy hats that sounds amazing it was it was uh there there were some odd looks exchanged from both directions the 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 you know what um, no one's gonna get that reference never mind <laughs> god damn it derek Fucking, hey derek cut the weeb shit i will fu- i will stab <laughs> you in the neck oh yeah I'll, I'll remember you said that later yeah that's fair um but the the real highlight was we parked like literally a half mile away was as close as we could get and i didn't wear the good boxers and so oh. they kind of mm-hmm. rolled up and I got mm-hmm. uh, like a almost terminal case of chub rub. So <laughs> I, mean, um, I thought they were going to have to medevac me out of there. Look on so, the bright side. At least you were wearing boxers. I, honestly, I wish I hadn't because that was the problem. They they rolled, <laughs> they rolled up on themselves. And like, that's the thing. Alabama Comic Con is a very kid friendly con. And I'm a tall bearded white guy. Um, I ain't going to be the guy digging in my crotch around a bunch of kids. <laughs> I ain't going to jail. Uh, um, so I mean, it was not like, for that. I'll go to jail for other stuff, but just not for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to pick, pick and choose. Why you're exactly. Going. Yeah. No. Exactly. So it was, uh, but that went really well. That was, I, I got to do a panel um, more excitingly. I mean, the panel went really well, but I got to watch the panel before ours was uh the night shift podcast their dnd like yes. actual play podcast and they were they did a uh they did basically improv where they would like ask the crowd like all right where are we at and someone's like a haunted library it's like all right cool that's where we're at and but they were playing their actual characters 
and uh, they like needed a monster. And I was like, Ooh, how about an origami dragon? And they had to fight this origami dragon. And it, it was really cool. Um, but they're all like minor celebrity kind of deal. Like one of the guys is a former LSU football player. Who's now on like ESPN radio. One of the guys has been on like food network, like a dozen times he beat Bobby Flay on beat Bobby Flay, which is fantastic. Cause I fucking hate mm. Bobby Flay. Um, <laughs> And so stuff like that. One's a, like a, an author, like uh, a like a uh, young adult author and stuff like that. So like it, it was really cool. So yeah, you should go check them out. Did, I'm going to give them a shout out. Do you hate Bobby Flay because there can only be one Bobby? No, I hate him because he's a fucking fuck nugget. Um, <laughs> God, I can't. I can't. St- I cannot stand. It. Like there's a certain people that like I just. I just you can't. You, you irrationally hate. We know. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. And he's he's one of them. And I, I just can't any like and I would watch Beat Bobby Flay if every episode the people beat Bobby Flay. Yeah. But if I ever watch an episode where that smug fuck wins, like I just want to bash the TV. So, um, I mean, that's also another version of Beat Bobby Flay. It's like you can you, beat him in cooking or fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah no, I would love that if there was just like Bobby Flay as a pinata with other chefs <laughs> pummeling him with a bat. Like I would, I would love that. I think this is going to get you like censored. <laughs> Welcome to the first season of, you know, we're, we're back to books, beards, booze. Look, let's incite violence against Bobby. Flay. It's BBB <laughs> beat Bobby's beat bitch Bobby. ass flay ass. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's BBBFS uh, yeah. or something. Fuck him. Oh my God. Oof. Yeah. All right. So, okay. <laughs> Um, now that now that Bob has gone off the deep end, um, I, to be uh, fair, that's where we're used to you being. I so mean, honestly, is, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So I told Derek that uh, he knows what the next episode of the topic is, but y'all know I I like to surprise Derek with topics. Um, and why do you like to surprise Derek with topics? Uh, because uh, I don't know, man. I just I, I'm going because for you know I hate it. Real self. Because you know I hate it. That's why. Yes. Yes. I wasn't going to say it. No, um, exactly, no, own it, motherfucker. If you're going to do it, I'm just trying to get the. Mo- I'm just trying to get the most authentic, real version of Derek that I can. Shit. It's for it's for podcast integrity, Derek. <laughs> well, they told her, all right, okay, yeah, that's how we're. So, um, but I figured that Tanya was enough of a surprise. So I, I'm I'm pitching you a, a softball on this topic, Derek. Um, we are halfway through the year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I figured, and we've done this before. Um, just a halfway through the year recap of the books that we've read so far and what we liked. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Derek cradle. I have read all 10 of them that are currently out. Yeah. I told, I told Tanya, I was like, yeah, you're coming at a good time. Derek's actually like reading a lot of books right now. <laughs> I read 10 oh, books shit. in about, uh, three months, I think. I think that sounds yeah. about right. So yeah, yeah. I just kind of like all, all kid, all joking aside. Bob was like, "Hey, I think you might like this." I said, "Okay, let me let me sit down and start reading it." And I started, and then the next three months was me going to work, coming home, sitting in bed, reading a book, going to sleep, getting up, going to work, coming back, yeah. reading the book. Oh, and, and every Friday we good stuff though. Yeah. Oh no, every, it was great until yeah, I read Friday, the books. Played, yeah, yeah. Every Friday we'd go to D and D, and we would talk about. <laughs> What he had read because I was ahead of him because I, ah, uh, I had started figure. reading it and I was probably like book on like book three I think probably when you started there you were, you were far enough to where you had already met 
uh, Orthos. Yeah, so that was that's book three, right? Yeah, uh, book three or four. It's three book or three or four. four. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. You read all these books so fast, they mm-hmm. kind of blend together into one seamless long book almost. Right. So it gets tricky to remember, intended. like, right. Um, but for those who haven't read them, uh, it's kind of like an anime in book form, but not manga. Okay. It's, so like a noveled anime? It's literally what I've yes, it's what yeah. I've always wanted. Like so I had I've, I've had these thing this thing with Bob for years I think where I've mentioned I really like the ideas that anime come up with, but yeah. after like the first arc most times they kind of fall apart because it's like the creator had a good idea for a world and a single kind of main story. Mm-hmm. And then they do all that, and then they're like, "Bro, this was really successful. You got to keep going." And then they're like, "Oh shit, um, um, yeah." So the execution falls apart. Well, this was that if that didn't happen, okay. they just like had a lot of the same elements that are really prevalent in anime and manga that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and they had the full plan for like all the books from the beginning. Yeah. So it didn't fall apart. <laughs> so I was, yes. it was just it just kept getting. What do they call it? Progressive. Uh, per, it's, uh, it's, so this is yeah, this is progressive fantasy, which is not no, not progressive. Progression. Progression. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, no, it's not about communism. No, no. So it's progression fantasy, and the idea is basically in this genre, it's all centered around your main character getting more and more power mm-hmm. to overcome obstacles, and. Um, this this is that's like not, the driving force of yes. the plot. And so without giving spoilers or anything, the main character Lyndon uh starts out literally as low as you can go in this world. Um and he gets an instigating factor that's like I have to become as powerful as I can in order to save my family. And he said and then shenanigans ensue. And it just keeps uh, escalating. And as soon as he gets yeah. to one plateau, he needs to get to another plateau. And then as soon as he gets to that one, he needs to get to the next one. Yeah. And it's it's got a lot of really cool. Like, I love found family type stuff. It's got found yes. family. Uh, it's it had a got, return. Yeah, it's got a return. We love a good return. He returns home for at one point. And it's uh, kind of all you dreamed it'd be while still being incredibly frustrating and motivating and but exactly what it should have been. Yeah. It was so perfect anyway. So yeah, cradle, they're quick reads. Um, they're not necessarily short, but uh, especially like some of the later books get lengthy ish, um, yeah. but they're, they just, they, they read well, like they read yeah. quickly, I guess. Yeah. Would be the written, way to say written, written well enough that it just kind of breeze through them. And yeah. the characters are all great. Like I don't, uh, there's, you know, normally when you have a cast of characters, there's always one or two that you're like, "Ah, I don't really like that one that much from like the main group. No, I love every character that is like a part of the main group. Yes. And even like, even like the minor villainy type people. Yeah. Like even them is like, no, I even like these guys. Yeah. This guy's (laughs) so fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. So how it works is uh, basically everybody can kind of access uh a magical martial art of sort okay. and but like uh different areas i have like basically like family lines or like organizations that they will all learn the same kind of stuff so like uh the clan that he's from uh 
they all specialize in like illusion type stuff. Uh, but then there are other families, like there's one family that's called the black flame family that they is like destructive fire, martial arts, magic mm-hmm. stuff. And so you, part of it is really cool. Just seeing all, all these other really cool types of yeah, groups of families. It, it kind, uh, imagine it having like a very Kung Fu movie thing where it's like my tiger style is against your heaven's reach style. And it's like, well, what I want to, I want you have cool names. I want to see what that does. Show yeah. me what that similar. It, it sounds in my head similar kind of to um, like the Jade Legacy kind of thing. Uh, Fonda Lee. A little bit. Okay. Um, now he, we all know how much I love that. So. Yes. yes. So the, the yeah. difference the difference between them. Uh, this is uh, way more anime. Yeah, this is way more anime. Because um, okay. like at, at its core, the Jade series is the godfather with a little bit of kung fu magic this is a fucking anime Um, (laughs) okay uh and it was one of those like so i've tried a little bit of like lit rpg which is kind of adjacent to progression fantasy and it kind of bounced off it and but like on the fantasy subreddit every time uh that kind of those books get mentioned everyone's like read fucking cradle like literally like I don't know that there's anyone out there arguing that Cradle isn't the best example of this. Okay. Um, cool. And so I read, I was like, you know what? I like to keep up with like trends and just seeing what people are into. You know, I mm-hmm. tried lit RPG cause everyone loves lit RPG. Well, not everyone, but people who love lit RPG fucking love lit RPG. And so right. I'll oh, give it a try. Wasn't for me. I don't know that most progression fantasy would be for me, but this progression fantasy 100% was for me. Like I, I loved it so much. And then like reading, I was like, Ooh, this, if there was ever a book to Derek, this is the book. Yeah. And he was correct. Yeah. Cause I just was like, Oh, so here's one thing. It has all of the good names, the names. (laughs) Like, so I have a thing for names. I need a good name. Give me a good name. And I will just, Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and they have so many fucking good names. They do, like uh, what is it? The the Path of the Hollow King. Yeah, like my favorite name ever. (laughs) Path of Twin Stars and shit. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, and like, but here's the other thing: like, for for it to be like the most Derek book to ever, Derek, it's written in the (laughs) way to the like one hundred percent. You think Derek would bounce off of it because it doesn't have that like super deep flowery prose that yes. he tends to go for right. this is not this is not name of the none wind. of that no um, not at all yeah this is easy breezy beautiful cover girl this is just like <laughs> this is what's happening like so so here's the thing right so to to justify this like i really liked certain parts of the wheel of time because like they would have interactions between two people in a political manner where mm-hmm. they were being descriptive enough where they were giving you body language so right. that you could be like oh I could pick up by them the description of the body language, like how this interaction is going. And gotcha. I always find that really interesting. I love that. So those situations, you'd come into a new, like it would be the end of a chapter in the wheel of time. And it would come into this situation. This is going to be a, a political meeting. It's like, I like this part, but I really want to get back to what I was doing. Ah, but whatever. This is going to be like a fucking 20 page long discussion where I'm reading body language. So in this series, the worst. They'll, they'll go from, I, I love, I love it, but also hate some some parts of that but then in this series it's like we're doing one story and i'm like oh i want to see what happens next and then it cuts and they're gonna have 
a, basically a political meeting. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to be 40 pages of body language. And then it's like a chapter that is three pages long, just says what it needs to say and then moves on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so I, no wasted motion. We're back to what we're doing. Back to what we got to be keep yeah. moving, keep moving, keep moving. Back to the action, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, for the, from the character characterization standpoint, I appreciate that in the other books. But that's not what this book does. This book right. is all about story and moving forward, yeah. moving forward, always and, moving. And that's a nice segue for me to, as always, bitch about um, Wheel of Time. Oh my God. Um, and so uh, I applied to be a panelist at JordanCon, which is the Robert Jordan who wrote Wheel of Time, his convention. Turns out it takes place in Atlanta every year. Um, and I applied to, be a pan- <laughs> applied to be a panelist there. The irony um, of that is just... Well, you know, they have they have other stuff there that I would be qualified for, but I think they listen to this podcast because they're like, no, we do- he doesn't he doesn't like Wheel of Time, so we can't let him be here. It's like fair. <laughs> what can you do? All right. Yeah. Tanya, lay a book what? on us that you read. Okay. So a while back I started the um A Court of Thorns and Roses. Uh, oh, yes. by Sarah J. Moss. Mm-hmm. And I read book one begrudgingly. It yeah, was complained about it. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> oh my God. It is just brooding man. Ew. And then just um I'm an independent teenage girl and I have to support my family. And I'm gonna fall in love with dick hole brooding guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, insufferable. But I got my library card recently. Everyone, go go get your library card from your local library. Even if you don't check out books, everybody on their register like helps them get funding. Yeah. So I got a library card and checked out book two because you know I I had purchased book three on sale and then never got around to get and then two. never and then yeah it was so bad I never got book two. <laughs> so I was like shit. So I was like, well, I can borrow it from the library. So yeah. I borrowed book two and then devoured two, three, and four. Bang, bang, bang. Huh. Oh my God. So much. So you better. liked it a lot more? So what, much. What better. changed about it? Um she ends okay. So y'all don't care about spoilers on this well, podcast. I mean, I do, and I have the first book and I'm planning to read them. That's why I'm asking. Okay. But all right. But so know, I just mean like uh is it like a does the main character kind of shape up a little bit into like more of a well-rounded yeah, person? Yeah, so so there's some um Relation dynamics, relationship dynamics change. Um, we get to see in book four, um, the focus switches protagonists. And mm-hmm. I didn't mm. realize that I needed a book about this person until I had it. And I was like, holy shit, everything about this book is so good and relatable because mm-hmm. it, it, it deals with unpacking, you know, um, you know, the in book four, the protagonist is like a, a person who values herself as being incredibly independent and not needing other people and trying not to show emotions, but having had gone through some shit. So I was like, oh, these things are relatable. Um, and I mean, they're generally fairly well written. Um, I just don't like the trope of, yeah. you know, uh, what we get with Hunger Games and Divergent and, and that kind of part of YA where mm-hmm. you know you somehow fall in love with this absolute fuckstick of a dude <laughs> whose whose only thing is like i'm a big brooding man but i can change him it's the worst but the rest of the books in the series more than make up for it 
um i was surprised um and well this and read this through makes, those and, this makes things make a lot more sense because i don't know if y'all saw there was a there was a uh like a state senator in i think it was north carolina mm-hmm. um is suing barnes and noble to get was it Akatar? Is that the yeah. acronym? Yeah, to yeah. get Akatar removed from Barnes Noble, it's like uh, that one and one other. Um, oh well, there's <laughs> there there are some sexy scenes in there. Well, I mean, nothing well, so that here, would be here, explicit like erotica, but well, like here is my thing. I bet you, uh, I bet you that Barnes Noble also has a copy of Lolita floating around somewhere. Oh, but I'm no, sure. It, like to me, it, it just seemed very much like he just like threw a dart at a wall and it just yeah. happened to and land on Akatar. Yeah. Cause like of all the, yeah. like of all the books in all the world, that's the one that's your hill to die on. Yeah. But it sounds like he probably just read book one and didn't read book two. Maybe if he'd read book two, he, he wouldn't have tried to get a band. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, but no, I'm, and it's, I was really genuinely surprised, but um, I've actually read quite a few books this year. Um, Bob, I don't know if you remember the, um, Plumus Seg, the yeah. Oh, I was just thinking about that. Did you keep reading that series? Yeah, I I read um, the second book, Dry Princess. Not as good as the first one because I think the first book was more about the novelty of having like magical plumbers fixing toilets and delivering (laughs) babies, which is such Um, an insane idea, but works so well. Works so good. But the second book is out. Um, I really liked it. It was enjoyable. Um, Yeah, I'll have to check that out. It was one of those, um uh just such a unique idea and you, yes. there's no way you can explain that book to anyone no. and not sound insane but <laughs> it it worked it really worked it, yeah she goes to magical plumber school and she has a plunger and she uses it to deliver babies and as a weapon and... i wish y'all could see my face right now <laughs> like i remember y'all having this conversation it's... before but like yeah. hearing it yeah. again it's like the fuck yeah the concept is so wild but it works it's so good yeah no it's um what is it june folly yeah june folly f-a-w-l-e-y it's it's really good i (laughs) recommend it's it's a fun read yeah so uh i do i do the goodreads challenge every year yeah um and i set i set 50 books for my goal or 52 52. yeah yeah, 52 52. Mm -hmm. so as of this moment i'm actually sitting at 26 so i'm I'm at 21 i'm 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 halfway (laughs) so um but 10 of those are cradle um Uh, yeah but those are all in kindle unlimited for anyone who has kindle really yeah Yeah, that's why i fucking went through them i'm gonna go back and actually i'm gonna go back and actually buy them buy them because i enjoy them that much and i want to support the author and he's got he's got he's got an online store i bought derek uh a couple of stickers from it um so uh but all right so uh so over a third of my books were cradle Um, and then i read i read a few books i tried to read some horror books but man nothing i read just really grabbed me horror wise um this year except for like i even read a christopher buhlman who's really good i read those across the river it and it look it's it's a good horror novel but it's just he's got better stuff and i just it's whatever but i read a book i saw the titles like i have to read this book and it's called man fuck this house (laughs) <laughs> that's a whole mood honestly yeah, but it's it's a haunted house kind of you know like family moves in to this house haunted shenanigans ensue mm-hmm. um it was pretty good it was it was funny the thing i liked about it was i can't i can't tell you what like kind of the twist is without spoilers but it has a really unique twist that i've never read in that style of 
um, of book. Okay. But um, so here, here's my here's my top recommendation that I think uh, Tanya would especially dive in on, and Derek, you might as well. I don't know, but so cozy fantasy has really kind of become a thing lately. Okay, and what it, is? So cozy fantasy is basically like it's fantasy novels where like the stakes aren't that high. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of more heartwarming. It's less right. stressful to read yes. that kind of stuff. So there's two of, I've read two of them and one is called the wizard's Butler by Nathan Lowell. And it's basically this guy uh, needs a job and he gets hired to be the Butler for this eccentric you know, millionaire. Mm-hmm. And as he's like interviewing, the guy tells him, yeah, I'm a wizard. You know, it's no big deal. Um, but here's the thing. He's getting hired like by the, like the granddaughter because she wants to get the old man institutionalized so she can steal his money. Ah. And so like, that's, that's the tension of the book. It's like, is he insane or is he really a wizard? And this guy, who's just a normal okay. guy, becomes the butler to a wizard. And so much of the book is just like him going about his day, like solving, solving tiny problems. Like the like uh, the, the the wizard tells him, like, look, man, um, you got to put out a little bit of alcohol for the pixies, you know, and they'll keep yeah. the place clean. And he just like doesn't believe it. And the old man keeps telling, him, like, you know why that thing was fucked up? Um, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't feed the pixies, and this guy like just doesn't want to believe, and like so, it's just it's shit like that, like like that's the conflict, you know. Um, but the other, the kind of more, I think more firmly in the genre is called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry, Baldry, B A L D R E E, and it's an orc, like brutal barbarian orc from an adventuring party. While she was out adventuring, she stumbled upon coffee and okay. becomes obsessed with it. As you and do. she, as I drink some coffee, right? Yeah. She retired. Like she's just like the, the prologue of the book is her like helping to murk this critter, this monstrous critter. And then she's like, okay, guys, I'm out. I quit. And she just like walks off. <laughs> and uh, goes to a city and opens a coffee shop. But yeah, I, I just looked it up. You're a novel of high fantasy and low stakes. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. So that's okay. literally slice of life anime, which I enjoy a lot of. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like, oh, it's people doing comfy things and living their lives and just interacting with people around. Yeah. Them it's like, it's, it and there's still conflict. Like, um, Dude, like she, I mean, my she, favorite- she has people from her like former adventuring life that are, you know, coming into play in negative ways. But like mm-hmm. at its core, is she's trying to open a coffee shop. She's trying to she's trying to start a business. Like in a in a place that's never heard of coffee, she's opening a she has a gnomish yeah. she has a gnomish espresso machine. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and so like it, it's just so it's so good. Like she she gets like a succubus. As like her uh, 
like front desk person or like her counter person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a kobold type critter that's like her carpenter that helps her build the place. Like it's it's so good. It's okay. I'll definitely have to read that because it's heartwarming. Funny. And apparently, Travis Baldry is like a well-known uh, audiobook uh, reader, okay. like uh, narrator. Yeah. And so uh, this is just I take none of this for truth, but kind of reading like what I picked up just in a cursory glance on the fantasy subreddit is like, he's read a lot of books that people like, and then he wrote his own book. So everyone was kind of like, Oh, Hey, let's check this out. And it's really blown up okay. on the fantasy subreddit. So and it was really good. I really liked it. I was about to say, you have to remember if you, uh, like one of my favorite Raymond E. Feist books was rise of merchant prince. And that was mostly because it's in large part about Rue trying to start a shipping enterprise. Yeah. And it's just like, I love to see the inner workings of how does guy go from what he did before to like starting his own business and things like that. Yeah. And then, and then also anything, anytime it gives me like a view of the inside of an industry, even if it's like just running a small business, I'm so into it. Cause like my favorite manga I've ever read is uh, uh, Bakuman, which is just about yeah, yeah, uh, Digimon. Yeah. Bakuman. Yeah. It's just about a guy, um, going through the manga creation process and becoming a professional and like how the system works. And it's just fucking fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Uh, I also read. Um, so I would argue that the best like book I read, like taking cradle out um, was the Maleficent seven. I know Derek, I talked to you about it, um, but me and Derek, we both love books where you assemble a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is, it's based on the the seven samurai trope. Okay. You know, where like the seven samurai have to defend this, this village mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, but the premise is basically the Dark Lord who was set to conquer the world on the night before she's about to like take out the last bastion of good. She finds out that she's pregnant. And it's like, you know what? I'm out. And all of her lieutenants uh, basically start squabbling and uh, the army falls apart and good wins. And so that's, that's the prologue. So okay. not spoiling anything for you, but so now it's like 30 years later, uh, her, the village that she's fucked off to is about to get attacked and so she gets the gang back together, like all her old lieutenants who now hate her. Um, she like, you know, combination like blackmails or whatever that, to get them all back together to help defend her village. And so it's like, it's a mad scientist, a vampire, a pirate queen, a necromancer. She's a warlock. Uh, there's a God of war. Uh, and there's, oh, and then there's an orc, like an orc chieftain. And they, you know, they show up to help defend this town. And it is so good. It's so good. Like it, it like takes that entire trope and like stands on its head and it's fantastic. I'm into it. It's it. I think we had this conversation, but it, it reminds me of uh, an anime called bastard. Uh, or actually it's a manga, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't read the manga. I've only seen the OVA series that they did like a decade or two ago. Jesus dare cut the weep shit. Uh, that will <laughs> never happen. Okay, and it will only increase in in uh how in frequency moving forward. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of a, a similar type of story, and I really want to read that book now. 
Yeah. No, it's good. And I want to say it's on Kindle Unlimited. It's either on Kindle Unlimited or it popped up on sale and I, I got it for like a buck or two. But yeah, really good. Really good. 10 of 10 would read a sequel. Bet. Derek, have right. you read you have you read some you have you read some manga this year outside of Cradle? Uh let's see. Oh wait, well I forgot to to build on Cradle. So this the guy who wrote Cradle is a guy named Will White. And he has other books. And right. he wrote a very intriguing pair of trilogies where um it's like a trilogy and a trilogy that tell the same story from two different sides. So like it, it's, and it's loosely described as pirates versus ninjas, but it, it's not, but like, that would be the easiest way to describe it. It's like one <laughs> trilogy, yeah. one trilogy is follows a ship captain and the other follows more like a spy type character. And they're on two sides of this civil war, maybe kind of deal. Some kind uh, of conflict, some kind of conflict. Um, and so everything I've read about it says you're supposed to read like book one, then book one, then book two, then book two, then book three, then book three. Um, and everyone says that whatever book one you read first, you everyone becomes a fan of that side. Like that's the one you read first. So when you read the other side, you just kind of naturally like, man, fuck those guys. I want my guys to win. So, so me and Derek decided to start reading it. And uh, he picked the ninja side, and I'm going to do the pirate side. <laughs> Which is the most appropriate thing I've ever heard, considering. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, that's technically the book I'm reading right now, but Same. I haven't read anything in like a month because I've been busy. Boo. And I and also, this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Um, it's not that's not going to be any different than everything else that you've been saying for like the last 40 minutes (laughs) i got so the reason (laughs) i i I read on my lunch break that's my thing i read on my lunch break well this past week i decided bob you're fat oh yeah let's let's be less fat so i picked the hottest week of the year to be like you know what i'm gonna start go walking around the block so Mm. but that's not why i haven't read in a month that's why i haven't read in a week um the previous like three weeks I got a phone game. That God was, damn it. <laughs> get on my lunch break and I'll play my phone game. <laughs> what game? Dude, I can't even tell you the fucking name of it. Jesus, oh. let, me, let me look at my phone. No, um, no, just leave it alone. If you don't know, I don't want it's to. Called my, well, all right. So here's the thing. It's technically two games because I, I was play, it's called My Universe. I was playing My Universe for like two of those weeks. And then our internet is so shitty and it requires a fair bit of internet. I switched to Mega Tower because it takes less internet. Oh and then God, I switched Bob. to Idle Apocalypse because it takes even less internet. So wow. wow. I'm trying to break myself, guys. It's a process. I'm hoping to wow. break myself this week and then get back to reading. So uh, once once uh, Chris is back in the office, I'll just tell him to write you up every time he sees you on that fucking phone. That's what I'll do. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yes. All right. So, Derek. Uh, Outside of outside of Cradle and book one of this other series that's name escapes me. What have you read? Anything really speak to you? Uh honestly not not anything uh did you read did did you read Digimon this year? Or was that last year? Yeah. Uh no, I think that was maybe last year, the year before. Yeah. It's been a minute. I've got the whole series on, on my shelf, but no, I don't think I've 
I, I've been watching a lot more anime. I haven't been reading uh, manga that much recently. Because I've learned more about Japan. Well, I've been trying to die He fire. knows nothing um, about Japan. Right, but you've got to start trying to learn somewhere. I mean, he but, fails, but oh my God. I appreciate him trying. Yeah, uh huh. But no, I'll start somewhere. My biggest thing is like I was trying not to get too deep into buying more manga. And I was like, so if I don't start a new one, I won't. Oh, actually, yeah, I have uh, that would have been this year, right? Or right the end of last year. Yeah. So um, there's a very famous manga and or anime, depending on who you uh, which one you prefer, uh, called Fist of the North Star that uh it, most anybody in the in circles of anime will know the name of it's a classic in the genre it's um shown in it's post post basically it's a post apocalyptic uh wandering badass doing cool shit story um and i had seen a whole bunch of memes about it because it's a the anime has some really funny voice acting involved and like the main character makes people's heads explode by like punching people. It's, it's, it's great, but it was always to me. I always saw it and I was like, Oh, this is funny, but they came out, they started coming out with uh, re-releasing the manga in English form in hardbacks uh, at the bookstore that I go to. Uh, so it's like a hardcover edition. And I just randomly decided to try it because I had been hearing about it for a long time and people were like, Oh, it's really good. So I bought the first one. And it was so over the top fun that I've now I've purchased the first three and the fourth one has come out and I need to purchase it. I haven't got it yet, but it's like, are these omnibuses or like just regular size mangas? Regular side manga, but it's got a hardback and I think it's more in it than just one normal Mm -hmm. volume. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's so much fun. It's like the kind of shit where like a guy will pick up an I-beam and hit you with it. It's just like, what the fuck is this? It's so great. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've, it's over the top, bloody post-apocalyptic martial arts madness. It's great. I've had such a blast with it. And when people are like, yeah, this is definitely a classic of the genre. I definitely understand now. <laughs> it's been okay. a lot of fun. Okay. Uh I mean, at the end of the day, the they put the pages in the books in the wrong order. So, how good can it really be? Uh, how would you notice? I mean, you don't remember anything after you read it, anyways. <laughs> That's True. fair. That's True. fair. <laughs> and, I, and speaking of that, like, I feel a little bad. Like, I remember everything that happened in the Cradle books, but I found myself reading them so fast. I was like, "This must be what Bob feels like." Yes, because I don't remember the specific words. Because normally, I, I will remember like the way a sentence is structured. I don't fucking remember any anything about that i remember everything that happened but that is yeah. it we yeah we've had a couple conversations where we're both like what book did that happen in and that's that's never a Derek thing so no. I'm, <laughs> right now i'm currently living my best life so i can be like ha suck it trebek yeah yeah he's just like yeah fuck you now you know what it feels like and i'm like oh no yeah that was a taste all right Tiny, do you uh, do you have any other gems that you read this year? Yeah, actually. Um, so I read the new short story from Margaret Atwood, My oh, yeah. Evil Mother. Um, really good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Wizard's Butler story that you were talking about, where okay. it's like, is he a wizard? Is he not a wizard? And this this particular book is like, is my mom a witch or is she just mean? weird? 
oh. you know <laughs> like is is she an actual witch or is she just like weird and eccentric and those kind of things um it was really good it was enjoyable i mean it's again it's a short story but um you know yeah. it's it was good i finally read um priory of the orange tree okay, okay. so that's a book i didn't finish um really i started it mm-hmm and got like two maybe three chapters in and y'all know me i never not finish books i Um, I know i'm kind of surprised and uh it wasn't bad it just i wasn't hooked it's a slow start yeah it's a slow so um i don't know it's i'll I'll, because a lot of people really like it i'll get back to it um yeah i just it was it was pretty good um yeah no no complaints and it, it definitely picked up and then kind of got a little rambly at the end trying to pull all the the plot threads together um but i mean worth a read i mean i yeah. enjoyed it well enough but yeah it was um, pretty good so i got a i got a recommendation for y'all especially if kindle unlimited here's what here's the pisser the first two books are on kindle unlimited and then you got to start paying for them and i haven't yeah. started paying for them yet cuz um so they're novellas they're not novels but uh and super fan bud is a big fan of this oh my god parker if you don't stop i'm going to strangle you cat um sorry the cat is uh woken up from his nap and wants all the attention yes stop stop chewing on my cord okay his cat all right right. what they do um it's uh the uh murder bot series by martha wells um it's about a uh like assassin robot in the far future that uh, basically gets its like morality, like anti-morality chip turned off kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it, it can it basically, it can freely think and these are not supposed to be able to freely think, you know, they're supposed to just do what they're told and it can do things that it's not told to do. Um, but it spends all its time watching uh, like shitty futuristic sci-fi soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it likes to do is watch these terrible TV dramas. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. Relate. Uh, and it's like, Oh God. All right. Let me go. Let me go on patrol. Jesus. And then like <laughs> goes through it. So it can quickly get back into it's like, uh, like the chamber where it's supposed to like recharge or whatnot and go back to sleep mode. So it can watch all the fucking (laughs) another like 3000 episodes of this terrible drama. (laughs) So uh, the first two novellas are really good. I really enjoyed them. I just cringe at paying tour.com prices for novellas. Yeah. Like they charge for novellas, but I pay for books and it's like, it's good. I don't, know if it's I, I don't want to pay. It's like, I don't want to pay like four ninety nine for a novella, you know, um, as fast as I read. Oof. Like that's, that's why I don't buy individual comics. Break. Like I, I only buy trade paperbacks because it's like, if I want to pay some money, I want to enjoy it for more than an hour, you know? Right. So, well, but they're really good. They're really funny. Just read the, fir- read the first two on Kindle Unlimited. And then if you're like, no, I got to have more then you know, read the rest. But I started with the first one before. The first one was called uh, All Systems Red. 
like so. either that or there was a short story about it or so- something because it sounds extremely I want to I want to say that tour.com they I think they at one point they emailed it out to people you could download it for free off one of their maybe that's newsletters. What it was. and I think they may have posted it on their site as well um but yeah so it's good Sweet. Right. Y'all have anything else that you're just dying to dying to share that you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, this is great. I mean, I read one that was not a it was a nonfiction that I had to take a break after yeah. reading it. Um, so I don't know if you want to sure. I mean, we're not all fantasy all okay, the time here. We're we're open to to you know oh so my god, cat. This I'm book is called The you. Trauma Cleaner. <laughs> Just pet the cat. Just put the cat in your lap and pet the cat. That's what you do with cats. You pet them. I've been petting my cat this whole time. She's oh like, my god! All right, he's in my he's in my lap now. Yes. <laughs> I give, pet cat give pets. That's what you do. You are Jesus a pet Christ. dispenser. <laughs> no, the name of the book is called uh, the Trauma Cleaner, and um, think Surf Pro. You know, your house catches fire. Think Surf yeah. Pro, but for suicides or overdoses um you yeah you've got horrific mental health and your house is just an absolute cesspit of garbage hoarders but a book and you're we're you're we're following this uh the protagonist the the it's her memoir basically so this lady this is and, nonfiction. yeah it's non fiction um she runs a business cleaning people's literal like feces and dead bodies and shit um but then you know you get her life story and how one ends up in that line of work and enjoying it and being good at it huh and so she's like i had to sit marie kondo extreme edition i mean kind of yeah like you you follow you know she's you know, delegating tasks out to her team and just like, all right, well, you know, this is a, you know, the body's been here for this long. And so we're looking at this kind of decomp and, you know, you need to use these kind of chemicals. And also, you know, I was beaten and harassed horribly as a child, you know, so you're getting, you know, it's, it's a memoir. So you get all the background stuff, but one, it was very interesting. it's It's a real light read. Yeah, yeah. Like, super like she said, super definitely easy. had to take a break afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was really interesting. Um, because I mean, stuff like that happens in real life all the time, yeah. but you don't think about it. The and only it was just reason, really good. The only reason I think about it is because I fund an organization that has oh, people fair. do that. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have I would never even have thought that that was a thing that existed. Yeah. Yeah, no, same. I mean, it's kind of one of those like, well, now that I know it exists, well, of course it exists. Duh. Yeah, exactly. But before then, it was just like not on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know, a crime scene happens and the police come and handle the crime, but they don't do anything with the stuff that's left. And so mm-hmm. that's like what her team comes in and does. And I mean, a- again, being a memoir, you get all of her, you know, childhood and, you know, the trauma and fuckery and things that, you know, life. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was just very interesting because 
Uh, yeah, that that that, that wild, does man. sound really good. I I love getting windows into like careers or hobbies or things Same. like that that I've would never know anything about. You know, yeah. that that kind of shit's really fascinating. Yeah, um, and that's that's one thing I. So I've talked about this on other stuff here lately, but one thing I really like about the urban fantasy subgenre is there's a lot of books out there where it's like. It's not just like, oh, well, I'm a private detective solving supernatural mysteries. You know, it's like I work in animal control and now I'm caught up in some mystical bullshit, you know, or I'm an EMT and now I'm caught up in some mystical bullshit. So it's like, you know, taking real world jobs and magicking them up. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's what I do. I take real life meth heads and magic them them up in my books (laughs) i mean that's fair that's fair so um yeah no that that sounds good who do you recall who that was by um i you know just close my goodreads but give me like half a second and i can open it sarah it's sarah krasnostein krasnostein yeah it's like a k yeah K-R-A-S-N-O-T-E-N. I really wish that y'all would get it together and learn how to Press pronounce no names. Stein. Oh yes, because for... you're so good at pronunciation. I am. I am the king of pronunciation. Sarah um, Krasnostein. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, but like you know, she goes into these places, and um, it's not all crime scenes. I mean, sometimes it's you know hoarders or you know mental health or addiction or whatever but when she interacts with the people she's like super compassionate and helps them with their bullshit their fuckery you know because you yeah. have to be a pretty compassionate person but no i i if anybody if you're interested in you know some non-fiction stuff i mean that's it was really interesting man yeah i didn't read anything that wasn't fantasy this year i don't think or fantasy yeah. or genre fiction in some way yeah. um oh well oh no God. i did read one i did read one God, I love this so much. Years ago, there was this website called, like, I think it's called like 26 slash B. Um, this guy named David Thorne. If you know him at all, you're going to know he was the guy who got like a really high power bill. And so he sent a picture that he drew of a spider as payment and said that it was valued at whatever the, the power bill was. <laughs> yes. And they sent an email back saying, no, we can't accept this. And he's like, oh, I see why. I, I only put seven legs on it. So he sends it back with an eighth <laughs> leg. And that's what he does. He's, he's a graphic artist and he gets involved in these just email exchanges and then shares them. And yeah. uh, he his first book actually got published by Penguin. And okay. uh, then they were... I guess they were like, yeah, we're not doing anymore. So now every year he puts out a book that is, uh, it's, you know, fairly autobiographical. He's moved to America. He's Australian, but he's moved to America at this point and gotten married. And uh, he's still doing graphic design for, for this company. And uh, they're, they're just hilarious. He's very, he's very, very dry, sarcastic, uh, and uh it, it, they're just so funny so every year when the new one comes out i immediately and they're all on kindle unlimited now okay. um so this year's is deadlines don't care if janet likes her no deadlines don't care if janet doesn't like her photo mm. is mm-hmm. is this year's uh, uh a book about fish people office romance and big <laughs> red rocks uh but previous ones are I'll go home then. It's warm and has chairs. Uh, look, Evelyn, Duck Dynasty wiper blades. We should get them. <laughs> That's not how you wash a squirrel. 
wrap it in a bit of cheese like you're tricking the dog. Uh, burning bridges fall, to light the way. It. Whatever it is, wrap it in cheese. I'll fall for it. <laughs> right? It's delicious. So, yeah. No, the, the one that got published by Penguin is The Internet is a Playground. Um, yeah. And then there's just a bunch of others. Like, I won't be coming into work today because you're all dickheads. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it. a it. collection of essays and, like, shitty email exchanges. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, they're all in Kindle Unlimited. Yes. They're quick reads. Um, and every so often he hits you with one's like, oh, that's like really heartwarming. Maybe you're not Satan, you know, <laughs> maybe there, maybe there is a warm beating heart somewhere in that snarky, sarcastic exterior. Mm, maybe. So probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think we'll wrap up there. I think we're at a good stopping point. Um, okay. But yeah, back in the saddle again, guys. I'm back guys. You can listen. Cause you know, the best part of the podcast is back and it's me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I left and that you had, you were stuck with Bob and Derek. Rude. So sorry. Rude. Wow. Wow. But not dishonest. This is, uh, <laughs> this is your one. This is your one episode. <laughs> it's, it's back. It's back to normalcy on the next episode. Um, keep it up and you'll be back to, uh, unpaid Hated intern. intern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I had a thought. It's like, should we come up with her? A new, you know, since she's back, it's a new season. Should we come up with a new one? But I, I feel like just creative consultant Tanya. It's kind of, kind of locked in at this point until you just do something so stupid that we have to change it. Oh, that's fair. Um, that's that's honestly because you know Derek. Really Derek wasn't always the ass of the podcast. He he grew into that role. <laughs> look, look. I have no defense, and I'm not going to pretend to defend myself <laughs> because I agree with it. Because. I'm very harsh on a lot of the things. I My read. favorite so part of that is, is that nickname comes from possibly the dumbest episode we ever did. Yes, I agree. And I, I love it so much. The books, beards, burrows. Gross. <laughs> oh my God. It's the best. Oh God. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that so I can figure out why you're the ass of the podcast. Probably because you were <laughs> shitting on my episode idea. <laughs> no, because so we, we were just talking about asses and, yeah. and shit. And then also <laughs> I made the joke <laughs> that I'm, I just, you know, complain and tear down anything because I have, you know, standards when it comes to writing. Gross. So, yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Mm. All right. Well, we'll end on that note. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, guys, uh, in the coming weeks, uh, as you're, as you're biding your, your time waiting for the next episode, try not to use up all your tissues, whether it be from snot or just mournful tears. And may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Okay, bye. Thank you for checking out Books, Beards, Booze. As always, you can give us a like and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And if you got some time, why not go by our website, tellsbybob.com. All part of the Tales by Bob podcast network. This podcast is part of the Tales by Bob network. To see all our great shows, go to tellsbybob.com.